The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. And if you are looking for a place to make any online wagers, NBA Finals, NHL Stanley Cup Final, no S, Stanley Cup Final. The place to do it is betonline.ag. The way to do it is using the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% sign-up bonus today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You know him. You love him. He's the main reason why you're here. Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports. On Twitter, I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You can get at me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, both at Ross Tucker NFL. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can also always email me over at rostucker.com if you want, or if you take advantage of any of our sponsors. And you want to ask Steve a direct question. You're talking about the only two-time winner of the Westgate Super Contest. You can ask him any question you want. It's that simple. Just take advantage of any of our sponsors and send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, with your question. Sponsors like Keeps. Look, it's no secret, if you listen to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast or Fantasy Feast Podcast or whatever, it's no secret. Started losing my hair, gosh, I'd say 30, maybe even a little earlier than that. And frankly, I wish I had started taking the two FDA-approved drugs even earlier than that or right away. I didn't, and I lost more hair until I finally did something about it by taking the two FDA-approved products. Look, the FDA doesn't approve it, right, unless it works. That's why they are approved. Boom. That's how they do it. So that's why I recommend you do what I do, which is go to keeps.com slash Ross Tucker. My name, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Ross Tucker, you get a free month of treatment. It's the easiest process in the world. You just go online, bing, bang, boom, you're done. 
in like five minutes, take a couple pictures. They've got online doctors that will approve you or not. And then you'll probably get what I get, which is the topical solution that I put on the morning and at night and the pill. I'm just telling you guys, it keeps the hair you have. Start earlier than you think. Those are my two pieces of advice. Absolutely do something about it. Number one. Number two, start earlier than you think. Keeps.com slash Ross Tucker. Keeps.com slash Ross Tucker. Steve, let's start with the NBA Finals. It's 1-1 now, and we've got Game 3 will be tomorrow night in Golden State. The Warriors come back home. What are you telling people right now looking to bet Game 3? I think uh, Toronto has outstanding value Game 3, Ross. A lot of um, negatives for Golden State that I think collectively – add up to a situation where we have to invest in Toronto. Let's start with um, the adjustment from game two to game three. So Toronto was laying two to two and a half. It was actually two and a half at post. So normally give about four points for home court advantage. So if we assume Toronto was laying two in game two, then we flip it eight points and we should say Golden State should be laying six. And indeed, Golden State is laying minus six here in game three, although there are some five and a halves. However, um, I would argue that the situation's better for Toronto because they're the team off the loss. And the injuries, I mean, the injuries are huge for Golden State. So Clay Thompson, probably going to play. Is he going to be 100%? Um, Andre Iguodala does not look healthy to me, although he did hit that one shot, obviously, at the end of the game. And we have to be concerned about the fact that Boogie Cousins looked great game two, but the better player during the regular season was Kevin Looney. Looney's out for the year now with a broken collarbone. And so now Boogie has to play a whole lot more minutes. So a lot of reasons to favor Toronto, in my opinion. That was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you as it relates to all the injuries with Clay and Durant and Looney. You know, somebody, and this is kind of what I wonder about, with NFL and with probably even more so college football, someone's going to have the information there on what's going to happen with those guys sooner and faster and better than other people. And it kind of reminds me of what you said about Jeopardy James last week. You know, just having information doesn't guarantee that you'll win, but it certainly gives you an edge on the line and everybody else, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, and that's why we've seen so much in terms of the um, professional leagues uh, partnering up with um, the sports books potentially in terms of integrity fees and things like that to make sure that all the information is available as soon as it becomes available and to everyone so there's a level playing field. But let's face it, there's never going to be a level playing field. If you're friends with the Golden State trainers, you're going to know before it's officially announced whether um, certain players are going to be available. Yeah, that was kind of the initial thing that that I looked at. I just thought, man, I don't know. I mean, especially with all the information. I will tell you, that's also part of the reason why my guy, Dr. Chow, who joins the Raw Sucker Football Podcast during the season – He's really valuable because he looks at these videos, he has information, and he's not 100%, but 
but he's right a lot in terms of what it means for these guys, and he's not real optimistic about Clay Thompson. Not that he won't play, but just that the strained hamstring, you know, especially defensively, could really hurt him. Yeah, and Clay is a great defender, so that is a big hit. If if he goes down, all of a sudden the pressure on Draymond Green to play really good defense um, magnifies because now they're going to probably have to put him um, you know, on Kawhi a lot more, um, especially if Iguodala is not 100%. And, you know, and even in the prop betting, I think it offers up really good opportunity at some point. I think we're going to have to bet Curry over here in Game 3, probably over 32 points. Because think about it, if Clay's not going to be lighting it up and Durant's not back, the points are going to come from somewhere, and probably they're going to come from Steph. Okay, so tell me, so you think betting on Steph from a prop bet standpoint is good? I think it's going to be a good wager, yeah. Just because if you look at the side, well, Golden State is favored by six points, and the total's 213, right where it was in game two, and game one for that matter. So if the teams are going to score the same number of points, and Golden State's favored, um, Golden State, should, what should the projected final score then be? One oh, um, if you say one ten to one oh, um, I'm sorry, one oh nine and a half to one oh three and a half. Well, that's one hundred nine and a half points that Golden State's going to get, and to think that Curry isn't going to get thirty two of them, I think is, um, uh, I just can't see the other players being able to score that many. Right. No, I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. You know what else makes a lot of sense, Steve? People that check out CBS Sports HQ. I don't know if you've seen it, Steve, but it's the free 24-hour sports network that's built for fans like you and me. It's very cool. It's free. It's 24 hours. It's highlights. It's analysis. It's instant game reactions. Everything that you always loved, want, need about sports without getting into the political and social issues like some of these other sports networks have chosen to do. Plus, they're all over your fantasy league, always dishing out their top picks and advice. Plus, if you like to play some bets, and if you listen to this podcast, you do, check out CBS Sports HQ. It's always on, and it's always free. There's no need to pay a subscription fee or have an expensive cable package. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Fire TV, Roku, or Apple TV to start watching today. It's that easy. CBS Sports HQ. All right, so any other thoughts before I move on, Steve, on the NBA Finals, early? anything early for Game 4, based on what you think about Game 3? Uh, do, they have, do they have Game 4 look-ahead lines, Steve? I have not seen it yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't um, also five and a half to six the same as game five if it is up. And would you think that there's more value there given the, what you said about game three? Guys would probably be healthier then and they might not necessarily be, you know, the Raptors might not be coming off a loss? Um, yeah, I would not want Toronto game four, especially there's a small chance I would think now we're getting to a point where Kevin Durant could possibly come back at game four. So I would be betting Toronto game three, not game four. Do you have any thoughts, any advice? I know you're not big into it, especially since the the Golden Knights aren't in it. Any thoughts on the NHL Stanley Cup now that it's even 
you know, three games left. Is there anything that you've seen over the years when you get to this situation? The fact that we had an over game four, went over five and a half, and I saw the sharp money supposedly being bet on the under, that would tell me that I would look to play the last three games of the series under the five and a half. That would, just from experience of um, the being such a big game, each and every game, and the deeper you go in the series, the tighter the teams typically get. So I would look under in the last three games. I know you also um, had some thoughts that there's a new sports book out in Vegas. Tell me about that. Yeah, so Vegas has gone 14 years without a new player, if you will. Actually, that's not true. It's 11 years since CGT Technology came in, um, and they, um, they made quite a splash for a while, dealt really big limits, but by all accounts, their model did not work. And they are, um, they've scaled way back on their operations. But brand-new sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas, Circus Sports. It's owned by Derek Stevens, who is the, um, the owner of the D in downtown Las Vegas, along with the Golden Gate. And they're building a brand-new hotel casino that will come up in 2020 called Circa. And so Derek thought, well, you know what? I already own these two other casinos. Let me go ahead and open up a sports book, an independent sports book. It opened on Saturday called Circus Sportsbook, and it's operating out of the Golden Gate Hotel and Casino. And people are very optimistic. They're dealing super high limits. And as a promotion, and get this, Ross, as a promotion for opening day on Saturday, they dealt no big Saturday. So if uh, two baseball teams were playing each other and they were, uh, the line was pick them, they set the line instead of minus 110 on each side or even minus 105 on each side. No, they made the line minus 100 on each side. So you could bet both sides of the game and break even. Um, so that only lasted one day. That was an opening promotion. But just the fact that they had that promotion, I think it bodes well for um, the book being very customer friendly. So I, I guess my question is, what was the one you said opened before and had a bad model? CGT Technologies, formerly uh, Cantor Gaming. Right, but that's still, that's still open and operating, right? It is. So what has happened is when they first opened up, they were um, expanding, moving into more and more sports books. And they had the biggest limits in town. And frankly, what happened is they got beat. They got beat by the biggest bettors. And so now... Just to put things in perspective, um, if I go on my app, um, this is a place that formerly talked about how they'll take enormous bets from people. Um, their limits are like $500 on everything when you're betting on the, on the betting app, as opposed to they were literally taking you know, pretty much whatever you wanted to ask for, they would accept in terms of their limits just about eight, nine years ago. Hmm. And so they just had to tighten down the hatches, so to speak. Yes, they had to go to the, a business model which um, basically recognized that the betters at the highest level were indeed going to beat them, and they had to, t- to um, go ahead and accept lower limits. And, and frankly, their business model would have made sense in terms of they wanted to be able to take $100,000 bets from um, uh, pretty much you know Hollywood people from um, – um, very, very well-to-do, affluent gamblers, and there just weren't enough of them to offset the fact of the you know, professional sports syndicates coming in and making profitable wagers against them. 
Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, why don't you think that this new one will end up doing the same? I think that they'll learn their lessons from what CTT did wrong, and I think that they're going to set their limits more reasonable and that they'll set high limits. But, like, one of the secrets that um, – I don't know if it's a secret, but it, it's just good common practice is that if you have a really high limit on a game, you don't want to keep that limit all the way up to kickoff. Now, you'd say to yourself, now, wait a minute, the line's had all week to settle, so now it makes sense that that line would be accurate. But the problem is is that a lot of information comes out in the last hour before a game actually starts, obviously in the NBA with lineup changes, um, but even you know in football, with um, a couple of key pieces of information or a weather situation. Think about, Ross, if you had an unlimited ability to wager on that Blizzard game that you were attending in person, how much money a sports book could lose if it took unlimited bets right before that game kicked off? I believe it was in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. A really good point. And I still, I know I owe you for not telling you right away. Although you could have seen it on my, um, you could have seen it on my on my Twitter and Instagram when I posted it. That's you know that's an excellent point. There's, what happens? There just aren't enough um, minutes on a Sunday morning. That last ninety minutes before the games kick off. Literally, if you ever saw the movie in 1987, Wall Street, with all the information that's, that's, that's um, being thrown around and all the traders are screaming at each other trying to buy and sell Blue Star Airlines, that's kind of what my Sunday morning is right before the, all the morning games kick off. Um, all right, so then let's get into a couple other questions I had for you. One is, you know, with guys like Indomitian and Sue signing with the Bucks. And then more recently this week, Gerald McCoy with the Panthers, and he's mad. You know, he supposedly wants to play against the Bucks in those two games, and that the Bucks gave Sue his number. Is that you know? Um, can't remember. I think it was was it CGT Technologies that has a lineup for every game. Yes, and they still do that. That's a really nice promotion that they have, and you can bet up to $1,000 on each and every NFL game of the season. So then my question is, do you go ahead? Is that like enough, right? Is that, is that enough for you to maybe look at those games, Gerald McCoy or in Sue, or not at all? It's not enough. It, it is enough for me to go ahead and put a little notation by that game and say, you know what, all things being equal, we got one little factor that favors one of the teams. But there's no reason for me to bet it now because it's not going to move the needle at all. And who really knows how good these teams are going to be. But then, you know, fast forwarding, it certainly isn't a negative. So it's, it's kind of a, a little bit of a free roll positive to be um, backing a team. But when you're looking at a player that's worth, you know, less than half a point, um, on his own to say that he's going to be ultra motivated. Well, most NFL players are pretty darn motivated each and every Sunday. So, I mean, the impact of it really is pretty darn slight. What about, I know you had specifically some thoughts on how pros bet game of the year type lines. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so really when pros are betting games of the year, and when we talk about games of the year, we're talking about like Ohio State playing Michigan 
Army, playing Navy, um, or as you mentioned, you know, the um, NFL matchups. And we're just looking for mistakes. We're looking for lines that are just not even close to being right because the odds makers don't have nearly as good a feel for how good the teams are as the professional betters who are watching all the spring games, following, you know, how many returning starters there are, etc. Um, as an example, I know I got a tip that um, Baylor is playing West Virginia. This is from my buddy Brad Powers. And Brad let me know that, wow, you know, Baylor is getting six points against West Virginia, and they should be favored. So obviously if I can bet um, a team plus six and they should be favored, I want to make an enormous bet on that. But, you know, there are limits. So I immediately went over there. The line was no longer six. It was four. I bet the plus four for $1,000, and they moved the line to one and a half. So that shows you just how far off lines can be. Uh, They don't last very long, and they get bet into, but you can find some wagers that are better than any bet you're ever going to find uh, the day of a game in uh, college football or the NFL. So here's what I don't understand. You putting $1,000 on Baylor moved the line from four to one and a half? Moved it to, from four to two and a half. I'm saying, yeah, four to one and a half. They moved two and a half points. When I came back an hour later to rebet it, I was thinking the line, oh, maybe it'll be three. Nope, it was one and a half. So literally books, they know their numbers aren't right, and they're aggressively going to move them whenever they get a limit bet, especially if it's from somebody they know and that they um, recognize probably is on the right side of the game. Okay, so that that's my question is it wasn't the dollar amount. $1,000 was the max? Yes. I would think $1,000 would normally move the line about a point on games. But when these lines first come out, they'd only been out for like a day. The sports books recognize that those numbers just are not accurate and that as soon as they take a limit bet, they really should just go ahead. In my opinion, I would move three points on my first pop um, just because I don't want someone to be betting a game five times against me. I'd, get, I'd wait until I got playback in the other direction before I, I stopped aggressively moving all these lines. So, okay, couple questions. The limit for the game was 1,000. You said you left for an hour to come back. Is that the rule that you, need, you, you can only bet once every hour? No, that's not the rule. I could have come back like three minutes later, and it just turned out I had to go ahead and take a couple phone calls. And so when I came back to the book, it had moved, and it was down to one and a half. Okay, and then my other question is just how much of that was because of your $1,000 and how much of it's because you're Steve Fezzik, you know, professional, better, and they know you. Like, how much of the line movement was because of the money and how much line movement was because it was you? Yeah, probably a combination of both. And, of course, it's, it's possible somebody else bet it after me, although that would be unusual. Think about this. If the line's been out for, you know, for a day and I bet it plus four and someone chose not to bet it plus four for a day or the opener was plus six, but then they chose to go in and bet it at plus two and a half, um, or, or plus three, that would have been unusual. I think a big part of it is they call that booking the faces, that when they see someone who they know is a, is a known winner, they'll be much more aggressive moving the line. Wow, that's really interesting. So, like, theoretically, if you had had, like, a disguise on or something, you might have been able to get a better line when you came back. Yes, and in fact, it's kind of a joke um, around town that sometimes I'll go in and I'll bet someplace that doesn't recognize me and I won't use a player's card. 
and the ticket writer, the manager will say, oh, if you use a player's card, maybe they'll give you more. <laughs> I'm laughing to myself, and maybe they'll give me less because it prob- it, it, that'll help you if you're just a recreational better. It's not going to help you if you're a pro better. Explain that for the people that don't, that don't understand the player's card part of it. Right. So the normal limit on, a say, a college basketball game might be $2,000. And you come up and you say, oh, I want to bet, you know, um, how much can I bet on Rhode Island tonight? And they'll say, well, the limit's 2000 but if you use your player's card, you could ask for more. They might approve it. And my experience has been, especially at some of the books I don't like, if I use my player's card and I ask for more, uh, oftentimes they'll come back and say, no, our limit is 2000 Oh, and by the way, that line just moved from plus three down to plus two. And so they'll, they'll move the line, they'll, they'll deny your bet, and then they'll move the line, you get nothing on it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So you try not to use your player's card. What is the, this is naive of me, but what does the player's card, you know, get you? Yeah, so the player's card, in some places, you accumulate some comp, um, comp points. So um, you can use it for, um, you know, meals and for stays at the hotel if the, if the sports book is affiliated with the um, the hotel casino. So they can add up. I mean, the, the Westgate has a really, really good comp system. And so I can tell you I've had lots of very nice dinners over at the Westgate. And so all things being equal, it's usually correct to use a player's card. Got it. All right. I like it. And I'm already excited about next week too, Steve, uh, where we're going to, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, let's call it almost like gambling one-on-one for people to make sure that they really understand the nuts and bolts. Uh, but that's for next week's episode, which I think everybody will really enjoy. I am looking forward to that. I love telling, you know, stories about how, when I'm actually betting and going to the window and some of the strategies I use, if I can, can I convey one more strategy uh, for you? Yeah, go ahead. I've got a friend that is so paranoid getting about being barred or backed off from sports betting that there's one book that deals soft lines and they have $500 limits on most of the things he bets. And Ross, he never bets $500 because it flags for approval. He always bets an amount less than $500. He'll bet either three or $400. Every now and then he'll bet it at one book, drive to another one of the books, and bet it again for $400. He has literally clobbered this sports book for 20 years, and they have no idea who he is. He just comes in with a hat, floats around all their uh, properties. They have like dozens of them in town, and always bets 440 to win 400 on everything he plays. Steve, I love it. You're always ahead of the game. How about already getting tips and advice on Game of the Year's? How the pros bet Game of the Year? You know what I'm going to do, Steve? I'm going to go right over to betonline.ag. I'm going to use the promo code PODCAST1. I'm going to get a 50% welcome bonus, which I've obviously already done. But you guys should do that. I'm just going to go over to betonline.ag and take the advice you just gave me. Maybe on the Stanley Cup final. Maybe on the NBA finals. Now that we got this injury info, which is interesting. Or maybe on some of these games of the year. At any rate, it's betonline.ag. It's the promo code PODCAST1 for that 50% 5-0 welcome bonus. Very, very cool. 
podcast one betonline.ag ask steve any question you ever have it's very very simple just take advantage of the betonline.ag deal or the keeps.com slash ross tucker deal or anything else you want to do and you can ask steve any question you want we'll probably get to at least one question next week i'm going to ask steve a bunch of questions myself next week that perhaps you guys can get on other than that good luck everybody please retweet the show when steve uh posts it certainly when i do at ross tucker nfl or brian our producer at rtf podcast Uh, i think we're done here good luck everybody hope you guys win some money thanks for listening to the even money podcast make sure to also subscribe to the ross tucker football podcast the fantasy feast podcast and the college draft podcast all available on itunes at rostucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found